Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I was just watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, <clears throat> I'm super stoned again, uh, which means I'm in a good mood. So I thought I would sit down at my computer and do some... Uh, what is this podcasting? <laughs> um, about Dune. Um, a little while ago, I recorded myself watching <clears throat> while me and the kids... Sorry, I just drank some some soda and some other sort of syrupy. Um, I ate ice cream, so my throat is like all jacked up. <clears throat> Clearly, I I'm a professional when it comes to podcasting. Mm. So uh, I was saying I recorded myself watching the Dune teaser trailer. I don't know if that was uh, entertaining at all, even in the slightest. Probably not. Freaking weird. Um, so right now what I'm going to do is look at all of the images that have been published so far for the upcoming Dune film, which apparently is out like really soon. Um, like this year, I keep forgetting it's coming out this year. Um, the trailer is premiering on the 9th of September and right now in theaters, there's a, um, a teaser for that trailer. Uh, which is what I watched. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm gonna look at all the published images from Vanity Fair and from Empire Magazine, and then uh, watch the or look at some um, screen caps I did from the trailer. <clears throat> it's so hard to think of words. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what they're gonna say about me when I finally make it into the podcasting hall of fame. <clears throat> she was really breaking down barriers when she said that it's so hard to think of words. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Pulling up said images <laughs> now. Um, All right. So the first image that we saw come out from this film. Oh, fuck off with asking me to fucking subscribe. Vanity Fair. Like no one cares. Um, the first image that we saw come out was the image of, oh boy, how do you say the guy's name? Timothy Chalamet, I think. The image of Timothy Chalamet or whatever as um, Paul on the beaches of what looks like Caladan. <clears throat> Definitely not Arrakis because obviously there's water. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you've never read the book, uh, you wouldn't get that. I'm just kidding. I hope that you would get it because I hope that just the, just the title of the film might instill in your head some sort of reference as to what our main, uh, setting for the story is. <clears throat> if not, you, uh, probably should stop listening to this podcast. Okay, so... I mean, it's a cool image. I have to say, um, I'm not one of those people that feels like actors need to look super different in every role that they do. In fact, I hate, I hate when they make women wear wigs all the time, like uh, Jessica Chastain in The Help um, and, and fucking everyone in that movie. Honestly, everyone in that movie is wearing horrific wigs. Um, yeah, hate that. But <clears throat> I am the type of person that feels like there should be some distinction in a person's everyday average appearance as the human version of whoever they are. And then the character that they're playing in the film. For Timothy Chalamet, I feel like I just am looking at the same exact person in every single thing that I've seen him in. And so um, when we got to Dune to have his hair um, sort of very long, and curly, like he normally wears it, uh, it's a little bummer to me. Although, <clears throat> I don't even remember if this happens in the book, because I, I haven't read it in a while, and I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but at least in some of the adaptations of Dune, um, by the time we get to the third book, where he's fully transformed into Muad'Dib um, and taken up um, the mantle, of that of the messiah role he cuts his hair differently which is nice because it sort of ages up the actor and it sort of um 
refines the character's um what do you call it like your presence basically um it helps really shift in my opinion to have a a a visual change like that helps the viewer sort of also follow along with the fact that looking at an actor who's literally the same age now being a character who's aged slightly and is now like this powerful being as opposed to the beginning of the story where he was this young boy um so that would be cool. So if they do that in this film, if she gets some sort of haircut or some sort of other, um, I don't think he can grow facial hair. I have no idea. But if you get some sort of, you know, visual change to accompany the change from Paul to Muadib, that would be dope. Like, uh, that'd be fine. <clears throat> um, I like the costume in this image a lot. Sorry if you're listening to this and you're not looking at what I'm looking at. I don't know how else to do this shit with uh, with podcasts. Like, I always felt like this was weird when I was recording about Star Wars images. Because it's like, what if you're in your car listening to this? You have to just recall in your head, like, this image? What if you've never seen it? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I like the costume. I like that it's very simple. It's very dark. Um, I talked about in the last episode the costumes being, like, just super outlandish for um, – the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries adaptation, even though I love it so much, the costumes were just, like, so stupid. Um, so I like that this is just very simple. It actually pulls off really well being um, sort of classic and uh, recognizable while also still being sort of sci-fi because he's got, like, the popped collar. He's got gloves on. Um, those are things that we don't normally see with, like, a long black coat. All right, moving on. <laughs> it is uh, it is funny that he looks so like morose and um, moody in this image because Paul's supposed to be like drama drama king um, in the beginning of the book. Okay, <clears throat> now I'm on the second uh, Vanity Fair article, which is chock full of really good images. Um, <laughs> I went live on uh, Instagram one time when these first came out, and I was like losing my shit. Because they're just incredible. So the first image on this page, I'll cl- I'll include all these links in the in the notes for the podcast too. Shoot. So if you are in your car, uh, or if you have your phone nearby, maybe you can go ahead and um, follow along, or visually see. <laughs> visually see. All right. Anyway, the first image on this page is probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, it's great. It's an image of T- Timothy Chalamet as Paul and Rebecca Ferguson as Jessica um, <clears throat> in their still suits out on the deserts of Arrakis. This is filmed in Jordan. Um, this is clearly after the first um, book of the book (laughs) book one um it's uh yeah it's just really good i um yeah jessica ferguson as jessica wait sorry rebecca ferguson as jessica um very good casting although she like she just doesn't seem old enough to me, but then I have to remember that she actually probably wasn't very old in the book. I don't even remember if they address how old she is, but being that she's Benny Jesuit and she was, um, married off to, or not married off, but, um, concubined, (laughs) concubined to the Duke. Um, she probably wasn't very old. She was probably fairly young. Um, so I so I like this. I like that aspect of it. It's interesting too because we know that Jessica giving birth to Paul was not intended. She was not instructed to do that. She was not allowed to do that. Um, but she does it. And at the beginning of Dune, I think that Paul's like 15, maybe 16. I'm pretty sure he's like 15. Um, so Jessica did that for the Duke, like probably right off the bat. Like as soon as they got together, 
um, and he expressed wanting the son, she she probably like immediately um, did that because I can't imagine that they were together for like over twenty years. I mean, she just seems too young. She seems like barely forty, not not even forty um, <clears throat> to me in uh, in the book. And then in all the adaptations, I don't know, I guess it doesn't really matter, but it's just got me thinking because I, because we're supposed to believe that Jessica did that for the Duke out of love. She had this great love for him, um, which she did, obviously, that's not a question, but I also wonder if it was sort of her like thumbing her nose up at the Benny Jesuit <clears throat> as well. I mean, obviously it was to some extent, but I wonder if, if she really left the order and got involved with the duke at a young age and then like pretty soon after that gave him a son it's it's unlikely that she was deeply in love with the duke at that time i don't know mm. i'm obviously overthinking all of this but um yeah this image is just oh god i mean it, any image with someone where the sunset is on their face and they're looking away from the camera, it's just so epic, right? Obviously. And you can tell that their wind, their, their, their hair is being blown back by the wind. It's just a really um, <clears throat> well thought out shot. And then in, you know, in my mind, it immediately recalls um, those moments in the book. I mean, the moments from when Jessica and Paul leave the, the capital leave Arakeen and um, make their way out into the desert. And then their, their journey through the desert to, uh, to finding the Fremen. Those are great scenes, just really um, moving and awesome stuff. Oh my God, for sure. Okay. It's not even that late tonight. So for sure, I'm going to fucking watch this movie after this because I'm, Losing my mind just thinking about these moments that I love watching. Um, so yeah, this is this image is just evoking a lot for me that I really love about the book. Um, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm looking at a picture of Zendaya, which I always call her Zendaya, but I guess it's Zendaya. I don't know. I don't want to be a dick bag. Um, as Cheney and you guys, honestly, when I tell you the love that I have for Chaney as a character, like, it just doesn't, like, it, uh, like, it's how people in Star Wars feel about Ahsoka, right? It's, like, it's how people feel about, um, fucking Spock or some shit. Like, it's, it's, I love this character so much. Um, Oh God! It, it's like I can't explain it. And then Zendaya is this incredibly talented, super down to earth and cool, and obviously gorgeous human being. And she's playing my favorite character. Fuck me, dude! Like, <laughs> like. Uh it's so much. It's so much for me to endure. And this shot, again, like she's facing away from the camera, or she's looking away from the camera, the sun's on her face. She has the blue eyes. Uh, just uh, like a headscarf. It's just uh, I don't know, just fucking kill me already. Oh <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, I think, yeah, if I hadn't said it before, the casting of this film is just, it's just crazy. Except for Oscar Isaac. I don't understand Oscar Isaac. Okay. Um, next image I'm looking at is again on Caladan. And we see the whole um, Atreides family. Um, we see Duncan Idaho. We see Gurney. I can't. Is this too fair? Is this too for Howitt? Maybe next to the Duke here. I'm not quite sure. It seems like it could be twofer. Um, oh, where is um where is um 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 um, um who's the guy? Yui. 
See in this picture? Is that him right there? Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Stephen McKinley Henderson as two for Howitt. Um, apparently, there's captions on photos. So you could just read those. <laughs> um, in the teaser that I saw, there was a scene of what I think was Yui, um, Dr. Yui, captured after um, the fall of uh, the House of Trades. And. Um, yeah, that's so I'm looking for him in this picture. But I don't think I don't think I see him. Okay. Anyway, that image was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of people standing around in, in the exact same outfits. Um Jason Momoa as um as um 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 um, um Duncan. Uh I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And the reason I don't love it is because of the fact that he later marries Alia. Um, and that version of Duncan and the Duncans later on, quite different from the character that I imagine that Jason Momoa is playing. Do I think Jason Momoa can play that character? potentially um it would be interesting um they had a in the sci-fi channel adaptation uh for children of doom they i I mentioned they recast um duncan and i have no idea what the guy's name is but he's like this (laughs) white british man um but he was um he was uh, the, the the the, it's so hard to talk right now. He was tall, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Even though the actress, uh, Daniela Amavia, that played Alia, a grown Alia in that film, was also a very tall woman, he was taller than her. And so um, I, it, it was interesting for me visually to see the dynamic of her being very powerful and being um, uh, overly sexual and... Um, I don't know, just just very a strong presence, and then this this very tall man and very broad man um, being sort of demure and quiet and not subservient, but um, certainly quiet in her presence. So that was interesting uh, visual dynamic. If Jason Momoa plays the character in the same way um, in the next parts of this, which God help me, if they don't make any more, I will fucking die. Um, if he plays it that way as well, that could be fairly, uh, that could be interesting. Okay. It's crazy how I just end up talking, uh, just a whole bunch of nonsense. (laughs) All right. The next photo from Vanity Fair is, um, Dennis Villeneuve. I don't know how to say that without a stupid accent. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, and Javier Bardem as Stilgar, which, man, also casting that I both love and I'm not sure about, okay? Um, Because there's two dynamics uh, for Stilgar within the book that I find very interesting and uh, compelling, and that is Stilgar and Paul's relationship. And then Stilgar and Jessica's relationship. So Stilgar and Paul. um, Or I should say Stilgar and Jessica is a. um, It's an interesting dynamic because there's some sexual tension there. There's some um, deep respect, but also distrust. Like Stilgar, you know, considered Jessica a witch. um, uh, And and doesn't trust her and doesn't believe that she's ever fully. on his side uh at least that was my interpretation um but at the same time he he deeply deeply respects her power and her abilities and i think it was a banger so that uh rebecca ferguson and javier bardem i think could obviously play that very well um two just like really bangable 
sexy folks. Uh, so I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> but um, Paul and sorry, I didn't mean to scream. Paul and Stilgar. Um, you know, when Paul really comes uh, comes into being Muad'Dib and and basically takes uh, over leadership of all the Fremen, you know, Stilgar is by his side the whole time. Um, you know, through um, yeah, through uh, all of the attacks. You know, um, Paul losing his first son, all that good stuff. Not good stuff. That was bad stuff. Um, and at some point, I think that uh, I can't tell if I'm remembering stuff from the book or from the movie. So forgive me. But um, there has to be a challenge for power, right? Stilgar has to assert himself or Paul has to challenge Stilgar for power. Uh, and I remember in the film, Paul challenges it by saying, like, what I you know, if I was going into battle when I cut off my arm or something, like it's stupid to to kill Stilgar um, over your stupid rituals. Um, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I just I can't see there being like true power dynamics um, like that between um, Javier Bardem and Timothy Chalamet. They're just. I mean, one's a, a grown man, uh, and the other one is Timothy Chalamet. And no shade to him, um, but he's petite and uh, unimpressive, and um, you know, just a just a guy. He's not a not someone that you would think would uh, be able to successfully challenge Javier Bardem. So, but we'll see because um, in the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries, which is my favorite thing of all time that's ever been made, if you didn't, if you couldn't tell, um, Alec Newman cast as Paul, fifteen-year-old um, Paul. I mean, obviously, first off, he looked too old to be that young man in the first part of the movie. Thankfully, it's not a very long part of the movie. Um, he has a very playful and fun relationship with Duncan, which sort of also does well to show his immaturity. Um, he makes stupid mistakes, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's easy to um, visually accept that he's a young man, uh, given what's going on with the character. And then um, when they end up in the desert, you know, he's 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 talented, but he doesn't necessarily know how to be a Fremen. So, um, again, it sort of all paints this picture of him being not very worldly. Um, however, when that changes in the book um, and in the film, it, it changes like that. So like the char- like the actor's portrayal of the character completely changes. He gets completely serious and you start. I mean, for me, it's when you start to see Jessica fearing him and Jessica feeling like she's lost control and she's started them on this path that she no longer um, has a grasp on. Uh, that um, that's when, for me, you can see as a as a moviegoer, oh, this is like a this is a different person. Like this is a different character. This is a different um, part of that person. Um, which is very cool. And you get little glimpses of that, like obviously in the earlier parts of the film. Um, you know, when Paul goes up the, against the Gom Jabbar, he's very uh, calm, he's very collected, he's very ballsy about it, arguing with uh, Reverend Mother Mahayim. I don't know how you say her name either. That's the great thing about books, is you don't have to know. Okay, um... I'm actually never going to get through all these images. There's, I've already been recording for 24 minutes and I've talked about <laughs> one, two, three, four, five images. Took me 24 minutes. Um, I got to watch my time because this will, this will just, uh, cut me off. Um, but we can do it. Okay. There's only a couple. No, there's a lot more. Um, 
so yes, casting of Javier Bardem as Stilgar, interesting to me. I'm I'm really hoping there's some humor to the character because I would love to see how he, he does that. Um, yeah, cool. Um, other images in this article, there's an image of Josh Brolin as Gurney. I fucking hate this. I don't know why. Um, I just do. <laughs> I just, um, maybe I didn't think Gurney was that, uh, in my mind, he wasn't, like, he was a sword master, yes, okay, like weapons master or whatever, um, talented fighter, but kind of a dopey idiot, um, at least in the way that he, you know, was so loyal and made his life this family that he served that it made him kind of have this these like blinders on um so he wasn't very cunning wasn't very cool in my head um kind of a dipshit morally um but a talented fighter uh there's also a scene um in the sci-fi channel adaptation uh, where Gurney's playing his ballast set for Paul. Paul's doing like a funny impression of the Baron Harkonnen. Um, oh, I got a response for, um, I got a response from the political party, political text message that I got earlier. Someone trying to get me to um, donate for one of the California senators or something. And I was like, what is she going to do for me? And then they actually responded. <laughs> um, anyway, my point was, um, in the book, Gurney is, you know, he's a weapons master. He's, um, he's with Tufer and Duncan and the Duke, uh, when they're planning, um, like he's sort of the Duke's sort of inner council. He's also, um, a sense of uh, com- a, a companion for Luke, or for Luke, for Paul. Um, if that doesn't tell you something about how sci-fi just copies itself. Anyway, um, he's a companion for Paul. He's later a smuggler. I don't know. I just don't see, I just don't see Josh Brolin as all those things. Um, he just, he just looks too, like, grizzled warrior. Like, he looks to be playing one aspect of the character, not the full thing. hope that makes sense. And later on, when, um, Gurney, uh, blames Jessica, thinks Jessica was a traitor and attacks her, like, I don't want to see... That I don't want to see Josh Brolin all up on Rebecca Ferguson trying to slit her throat. Like, no, thank you. That's not what I'm into. Um, okay. Um, I'll finish these other two small images. There's another image of uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica. Um, she it's really a dark image. It's very well lit though. Um, again, lit from the front with what looks like a sunset light um and jessica just in a very dark cloak not really sure what scene this is um and there's an image of oscar isaac as the duke and josh brolin as Gurney, and they're wearing their dumbass looking atreides armor which i'm sorry my dudes um i know i said the costumes in the sci-fi channel adaptation were corny but all i've seen so far is that everybody in this movie wears black or gray and I need some different colors, man. I need to be able to differentiate soldiers. Like, you got to do something. It's not, it's not working for me. Um, all right. Pause and get back to you in a minute. And we're back. By the way, did you guys know that they are rebooting Supermarket Sweep? I recently started watching the old episodes of Supermarket Sweep when they came onto Netflix uh, earlier in the summer. Guys, like, that show um, was one of my, I mean, my favorite game show as a child. There was other good ones that were airing at the same time, like the one um, where it was, like, a pretend indoor mall. I can't remember anything about the actual game itself. But anyway, 
Um, Supermarket Sweep, excellent, excellent television series. If only just to watch the late 80s, early 90s fashions, um, the people, the hair, my God, the hair. Um, and the host is extremely creepy. Um, so it makes you feel a lot of things while you're watching it. It's also a pretty entertaining show. But here's the thing. The original run of Supermarket Sweep, the grand prize, okay, for all your efforts, all your studying about um, pricing and um, uh, word scrambles of product names, um, all your hustling and running uh, through the aisles in your Reeboks and your white uh, linen pants, the grand prize for all of that is $5,000. So you get $5,000 if you find it. There's a chance you won't find it. But if you find it, you get five grand plus whatever you got for your groceries. So that could be anywhere between $200 and $1,100. Not an exciting price. Uh, but obviously the people on the show just like lose their shit because it's, you know, 1991 or whatever. Um, but now, okay, so they rebooted it. Now the price is $100,000 to win supermarket sweep. That's fucking crazy. That's too much. For me, that ruins it. Like that, it's not funny anymore. Um, that's too serious. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It should be um, like 10 grand and a lifetime supply of wieners or 10 grand and like, um, you know, uh, some sort of, cruise or like I'm trying to think of a visit to a um Snickers factory or something like it should not be that much money that's too much money it's too much money for running around a fake store <laughs> I'm sorry um that being said I will be watching every single episode it premieres on in October um I hope you guys will join me Okay, back to task at hand, which is talking through more photos. Isn't this the best kind of um, podcast? <laughs> My favorite audio content is listening to people talk about visual things. Oh, I hate myself so much. Yeah, I do get a lot of text messages, if you're wondering. Oh, I already mentioned this, didn't I? <laughs> um, Okay. <sighs> Next photo. Um, what's his name again? Jason Momoa. Um, again, as Duncan Idaho. Actually, I didn't really look that close at this photo before. Now I'm looking at it. I see he seems to have um, some sort of bruise or gash above his left eyebrow. Sleeves are quite dirty on the ends. And he looks like he's wearing, uh, or he looks like he might have a bullet wound or some sort of laser blast scorch mark on his shirt. Um, but Duncan, and, and this scene is, uh, it's very sepia, this photo, I should say. This photo is very sepia-toned, um, very, very brown. And, um, but he's not wearing a still suit, so I don't think this is out in the desert. I think it's inside the palace. Wait, no, it's not inside the palace. Hmm. Maybe it's in the siege. Because um, if I'm remembering correctly, Duncan leaves to go be with the Fremen before the betrayal happens. So he's not there. I mean, that for sure happens. I remember that. Um, so I don't think there's any scenes of him fighting within the palace in Arakeen. So this must be... Um, I don't, why doesn't he have a still suit on? I don't know. I'm confused. I'm so confused. Um, ba, 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 ba. Wait. What? Um. Sorry, there's like words on this page and it caught me off. Caught me off guard. Um. Mm, 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 
Sorry. Um, yeah, there's words. I'm reading again. Sorry, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I'll try to edit that out. Okay, so when I first saw this article and I first saw those images, my mind was fucking blown off track out of this world, um, whatever, by this next photo and this gender swap Um because my God, uh, but what just caught me off guard right now is that this this actress that's mentioned playing this character that we're about to talk about, um, her credit in this article is Rogue One, and and I don't remember her in Rogue One, but I do. Like her face is very familiar to me anyway. Um, and then I just I don't know who she played in Rogue One. I'm going to look at it real quick. Just bear with me. Just bear with me. Oh, yeah. Senator Pablo. That's right. All right. Dopeness. Okay. Anyway. um, So, the character of Dr. Liet Kynes, that's Cheney's father, who ends up working with um, uh, the Atreides when they arrive on, um, actually, I'm wrong. He's the Emperor's liaison uh, or something. Emperor's, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say gynecologist, and that's not the right word. Planetologist, I think. I don't know what the fuck they call it in the book, but he's like, he's the Emperor's like authority about, about Arrakis itself. But he does end up working with uh, the Atreides um, when he gets there. But that character was a man and has now been switched to a woman. Black woman. So cool. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and he wrote the role in this adaptation of the book that Denis Villeneuve, I'm just going to say it like that, wrote, he wrote Dr. Kynes as a woman. Um, I love that. Um, And it's played by Sharon Duncan Brewster, who's fabulous. Um, And she looks so fucking epic in a still suit. I literally, like, I haven't been the same person since I saw this image. Um, It's, it's, this is exactly the type of um, the type of changes we can make into traditionally, um, I'll just say that, traditional works, uh, whether they be literature or film, these are the kinds of changes that we can make um, in casting and in writing that... Um, do major things for representation, major, major things for representation without causing any harm to the original work at all. It does not fucking matter if this character is Chaney's father or her mother or not related to her at all. Um, I like this uh, quote from the article, and I'll read it to you. Um, It says, what Dennis had stated to me was that there was a lack of female characters in his cast, and he had always been very feminist, pro-women, and wanted to write the role for a woman, Duncan Brewster says. This human being managed to ba- manages to basically keep the peace among many people. Women are very good at that, so why can't Kynes be a woman? Why shouldn't Kynes be a woman? And that is so true about this character, and it doesn't even go far enough because Kynes not only keeps the peace... Kynes um, is the one that sets in motion uh, everything that allows the rest of the story to unfold, okay? It's Kynes that teaches the um, Fremen how to coexist within the Empire. Um, Kynes is the one that teaches them to pay off smugglers to keep the skies free so that no one can see what the Fremen are up to. Okay, uh, it's kinds that teaches them how to gather and store water um, that they have um, from the little catch tubes, and they have this huge reserve of. Um, 
it's kinds that turns Paul onto the Fremen, turns Paul onto um, this idea of a green dune. I mean, that was Kynes' vision and dream, uh, what they had all been working toward. So this bit part, this bit character has monumental impacts on the rest of the story, like a ripple effect. Um, so much of, of what Paul uh, does is influenced by this character. Um, even though it's a relatively small part. Um, and to, to change that from being a man um, to being a black woman. Uh, like, wow. I just, it just, um, it's cool. The only thing I will say about this change that isn't great, um, yeah, everything has a caveat, um, is that although the impact of the character is great, um, what you see on screen is not a lot. And spoilers, the character dies. Um, so we again have a black woman um, who's killed. The I will say this, okay? Um, the thing about Kynes being killed, uh, it, it, it doesn't, in my opinion... You can argue with me, and I would love to hear from you if you disagree. I don't think it drives any other plot forward. I don't think it uh, propels Paul forward. I mean, at most, you could say that Cheney being upset about her father dying um, drives her into Paul's arms. But come on. They were eye-fucking way before that. Uh they were meant to be together. Paul had visions of her. Um, he was not going to not get her. You know what I mean? He had dreams about her before he even, even uh, set foot on Arrakis. So you could say that. You could say that Kynes' death um, makes way for traditional Fremen like Stilgar and the other Naibs to accept Paul as their leader, an outsider. Although that's not even true either. You could say it was another piece of the puzzle, perhaps um, another factor. But in reality, we know that the reason why they accepted Paul is because of the prophecy about the Messiah the, uh, that was instilled by the Bene Desert on that planet thousands of years before, hundreds of years, I don't even know. Um, so it's not great that Kynes dies. I mean, shit, maybe, maybe that's changed in this film also. I doubt it. Um, there's really no point for the character to stick around after, uh, the point in which it, he dies. Um, so it's a bummer that this black woman was cast in this role and, and, and is going to die, um, in that role. But it's not the most useless death. Um, sorry, I really for real turned my phone off that time. Um, I don't know. Now I'm arguing with myself in my head because it is kind of a useless death. But it, it's it's like the character served its purpose. It's not. It's not like. The character could have contributed more or had reason to be around more um, and then died senselessly. That, that's not the case. Um, yeah, I just, I have some conflicting feelings about that. I love the gender swap. I love that they cast a black woman. I think that's excellent. Um, we'll just have to see how it all plays out on screen, I guess. Cool, cool beans. All right, that's it. that's it for what was provided by Vanity Fair. Thank you so much, Vanity Fair, for being here. Um, 
we will not be plugging your website because you ask people to pay for your subscription. All right, over to Empire Magazine. Is it called Empire? Empire Online? I don't know. I think it's just called Empire. Um, Empire released some, some images recently, very recently, um, from this film. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Pretty good vibes. Um, um, the first one I'm looking at, I have these in the wrong order. So there's one of um, Zendaya as Chaney and Timothy Chalamet as uh, Paul. They're in the desert. They're obviously in a siege or sneaking around somewhere. They're dirty. They don't have still suit hoods on. Their hair is unkempt. It's good. Paul's eyes are not yet blue, so this is probably from still the second book of the book, book two. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's interesting. I, I, I think they look good together. They're believable to me right now as Cheney and Paul. Are they believable to me as the same Cheney and Paul that have twins in the next book? No. Not. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes. How they plan to age up these actors. I don't even know how old they are. Let's look it up. Um, Zendaya is 24. What's this other guy? Timothy something. Timothy. 24 as well. Actually, it's Zendaya's birthday today. God, she was born in 1996. That makes me feel so freaking old. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think 24 year olds can look old, but I have seen some 30 year olds that look very much older than that. So maybe, maybe it'll work. Uh, there's another image again of of. Um, Oscar Isaac in this horrific armor with some binoculars standing next to Josh Brolin, who is poorly cast as Gurney Halleck. Um, there's a scene of uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan, supposedly fighting some Sardaukar. Again, everyone is wearing the same outfit in this image. I don't, I don't care what you say, they're wearing the same outfit. Duncan's still suit is blackish gray the armor is blackish gray the fucking set is blackish gray i'm not like i kind i kind of love the lighting in the in the movie it's very moody um but but the color palette is not very expansive um from what i've seen uh but that's all right Moving on. There's just one more image to talk about. We did it. Okay. Um, oh, I lied. There's there's two more images to talk about. Um, there's another one from <laughs> Empire. Um, I'm reading again. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Javier Bardem again as Stilgar with some other Fremen. I really, I do really like the costuming for the Fremen. I really do. Um, although the look of the still suits in the Sci-Fi Channel adaptation was interesting, not bothersome. They didn't add much on. They would give people like these long cloaks, um, yeah, and that was pretty much it. Everyone had a long cloak, and they all looked very similar in that way. It didn't look like unique outfits, whereas the individuals I'm looking at here, it looked like pretty unique outfits, which I dig. It really gives me Rogue One vibes. The shot actually um, reminds me a lot of... Um, what's that guy's name? Forrest Whitaker's character... Saw Guerrera's peeps, his gang on uh, Jetta. 
That's what this this image is giving me feelings of. All right, and then finally, um, there's another image of uh, his name is like right here, and I just can't see it. Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto and Rebecca Ferguson as Jessica. Um, her hair is is like slicked back almost into like this like pompadour like a very a very chilled out like like low um low clearance pompadour type thing i don't know if it's supposed to be sexy i just think it looks kind of silly but it is very futuristic and sci-fi um it'll be interesting to see how her hair changes when she gets to the desert because that was something I really liked about. Um, I just had her freaking name. Saskia Reeves um, portrayal of Jessica's when she got to the Fremen and she became the um, Sayadina for the tribe. She um, Her hair softened. She cut off a lot of it. It got shorter. It got sort of more matronly um and it and it sort of softened her a bit as a character visually um so i would like to see that for rebecca ferguson's version of jessica because this image right here um that i'm seeing she has like this very fancy red dress on is a gorgeous dress um her hair is slicked back she looks very serious she looks very regal um she looks very benny jesserit that's far different from the other Vanity Fair image that uh, I was talking about with Jessica and Paul in the desert. Because um, there she has no makeup on. Her skin's very soft. Her hair's very loose. Um, so it's it's very different uh, look for the character. So that is that does give me some uh, hope. Bam. Okay. We did it. Boy, I sure hope this is interesting. Um, wow, almost another 30 minutes. Just kidding. 23 minutes, but still. Good Lord. That's what happens when you talk about supermarket sweep. Um, I'm not... Mm, okay. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull out the... Uh... Those screen grabs from the trailer, the teaser. Remember I said something about that? Ew, I hate fucking, I hate Finder sometimes. The way that it like bunches stuff by date. How do I not do this? I don't want groups. Get out of here. There we go. Yeah, okay. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Whoa, what is going on? I've got like, Two um two columns in my finder right now. Okay, here we go. Cool, I found them. All right. Um there's a pretty good shot of an ornithopter in the teaser. Um actually looks a lot like a ship I just saw when I was watching um Black Panther. The sort of like um flapping wings um motion of the ornithopter was very similar to the one in Black Panther um, in the end battle where like it's shooting out the glass window of the um, laboratory or whatever it's called where um, that guy is <laughs> uh, Frost I think is his name no Ross that's his name um, there is an image of Oscar Isaac that looks like it was drawn in MS Paint because the quality of this leak was so bad. But it um, appears to be a, a loading ramp from a ship lowering. So it's either when they're first arriving on Arrakis or it's from inside of a um, some other ship on Arrakis because obviously it's very bright in this space. Um, there's another close-up image of Jessica Ferguson with her hair slicked back. I mean, you really can't get any detail out of these because it was a leak. Um, Javier Bardem as Silgar. Another shot of um, 
Cha- uh, Zendaya as Chaney. Looking great. Um, boring ass Josh Brolin. Boring ass Jason Momoa. Oh, there's a shot of the guy. The guy who played Drax. I knew his name a minute ago. I'm so bad at this. Um, never come prepared to podcast. Honestly, like you're just you're wasting everyone's time if you come prepared. It's far more rational to be unprepared. Trust me. Anyway, that guy as Raban. Whoa, creepy as fuck. Like that's good casting. Uh, Batista. His last name is Batista. What's his first name? I don't know. Okay, whatever. I know he did wrestling things. Um, this was, yeah, great shot of him as the character Raban. Uh, he's terrifying. So that's good. It's good casting. Um, there's a shot of a guy that, again, I think is Yui. I could be wrong. Um, but he looks like he's being led down a hallway um, against his will. Uh, by some soldiers, possibly Sardaukar. Um, So that's why I think it's Yui. Um, There is another shot of... um, Who's that lovely woman I was just talking about? I don't know, because I don't know what I'm doing. Sharon Duncan Brewster. Sorry. Um, Another shot of her as uh dr kynes <coughs> sorry my my voice is getting very hoarse um dude why did i do this i literally had like 18 meetings today so my voice was wrecked after work and here i am sitting for my computer like an idiot talking into a microphone again um and then the final shot um from the teaser i want to talk about is disgusting uh as it should be so well done it's the first shot we have of stellan stellan kellen stellan scars card why did i just like lose my ability to pronounce his name um um scrolling scrolling um, I think Stellan is right. Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård. Why does it sound such, like such a wrong word? Um, I feel like there's too many S's coming out of my mouth right there. Sorry. Anyway, a photo of Stellan Skarsgård uh, as the Baron Harkonnen, uh, which we haven't seen before, um, to my knowledge, and is he looks grotesque. Um. They obviously made him look uh, quite heavy set. He's bald. He's got a bulging chin and cheeks. Um, and in the scene, he's rising out of some sort of bath of like, I don't know. It looks like crude oil. It looks like he's um bloated Dick Cheney swimming in oil. But it, it's cool. Um, it's super good. It's creepy. It's gross. It's everything that you that you want it to be. So I dig it. Oh, look at that. I'm out of time again. All right. Um, that's it for Dune for now. I'll return again to blabber about this when the trailer comes out. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, um, here's that part of me watching the teaser trailer if you want to hear it. Testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, gonna watch it now. You gonna watch, Penny? Come here with me. Yeah. Why is it so small? I don't know. I don't think it is. Remove your hand from the box. Would you die? Yes, I know. 
Luke, please be quiet. Wait, is this movie coming out on September 9th? Oh, no, it's the first trailer. Only in theaters. Fuck off. Hmm. 